I'm just gonna stick with Dompin, dude. Yeah, you like Dompin, yo? That's your, that's your intro. Yeah, like, you like Dompin things. Yeah? <laughs> I don't like, like Dompin. What's Dompin? <laughs> What's Dompin? <laughs> I don't like it, but I love it. What's Dompin, everybody? It's Franny Pack here with another one. We're getting a little weird today. We're gonna get a little informational. We're gonna get a little factual. We're gonna get a little opinionated. Yeah. Talk about shonen anime yep. in general, and uh, we got Pink Menace up in the build. Hey, hey, I'm back. We got uh, G Vo. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> He's in a lot of pain right now. Yeah. Awkward position. Yeah, no, I'm cool. Everything's cool, dude. I'm here. I'm on the sticks. I'm ready. I'm ready to get dumping, y'all. Let's get yes. dumping. Uh, dude, that was awesome. I like to hear that. I really, I really want to, I just want to sit down and talk about Isekai with you guys, but figured, like, we'll talk about Shonen first. I mean, Shonen's the. It's the poster child of anime. Yeah. The big three. The big three. That's shonen. You know what I'm saying? My never... first anime were all shonen for quite some time. Yeah, there's like eight of them on my top 20 list, at least. What were you saying, Jibo? Uh, nah, nothing. <laughs> Word. I was, was going to say, uh, I've never seen that anime. What's shonen? What, the big three? Wait, what? No, he no, the anime shonen. shonen. I've never yeah. seen that. Oh, well, that's just a bad joke. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I was like, yeah, I never mind. Feel you, man. Ha ha ha! Gotcha. What are you doing? <laughs> That—that's the cricket in the room. Oh. That wasn't me. <laughs> All right. Well, there's like five genres of like demographic anime. You know, there's the shonen, there's the seinen. Mm-hmm. There's the shojo, there's the Jose or Josai, I don't know how to say it, and then there's the little kitty one, which I I also don't know how to say. It's like Kodomoto Muke, or just Kodomo for short, and that's like the only one I can think of for that is like Pokemon. It's like ten, ten age ten and under. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're yeah, not gonna talk about kids. that one, but I'm gonna explain all of them real quick for the people. But after this, dude, I want to talk about Isekai on like the next episode because that's we're Isekai boys. Yeah. We love that shit. Every day I wake up and I, I pray the trucking can come along and send me on my merry adventure instead of my minimum wage job. Yeah. I'm, that's what they all say. Right. And then, uh, it, yeah. Then it just see, doesn't happen. We've seen a lot of trash anime where Isekai where it doesn't end up like that. But then it makes it even funnier. So, yeah, shonen, literally meaning few years. Typically refers to young boys under the age of 15. Uh, more specifically, generally, it's like ages 12 to 20. No, 12 to 18. I'm sorry. Thus, shonen anime and manga are aimed at the demographic. A lot of these anime and manga have a young male hero and are focused on action, adventure, fighting, very energetic. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about a lot of these tropes in that you will see in shonen and uh, what we love about them, why they are there, some things we don't like. Uh, some correlations we can match up and stuff like that. But, yeah, shonen's for young men. I mean, it's what got me in the anime. I was like a young, young teenager when I first started watching shonen, and it just gripped me like a fishing hook. Ooh, it gripped your I, dick. I, I never got, yeah. 
Right by that foam skin. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, dude, shonen anime is its great for the developing young mind. Like, I, Was it, though? Because yeah, I got yelled at for squatting down and screaming in the middle of hallways trying to go super sane but hey yeah that's that was good for my health fundamentally i would say absolutely so so these shonen anime you know they're typically characterized by high action often humorous plots you know the deal featuring male protagonists the camaraderie between the boys on sports teams per se like haikyuu Mm -hmm. fighting squads like yu yu Hakusho. um it's often emphasized in those uh, attractive female characters with exaggerated features are also common. Mm-hmm. We call that fan service. But they're not a requirement. None of these are a requirement, but we see these. These are patterns. Dragon Ball, for example, only has like a few characters that are... Uh, attractive female? That have the boing boing. Android 18 do be packing. Yeah. It's she funny. stayed heavy with it. After the case of uh, Sutomu... Miyazaki, uh, a sexual predator and serial killer in the 1980s, depictions of violence and sexual matters became more highly regulated in manga in general, and this specifically hit Shonen very hard. It's something I, I, I learned just a few hours ago. Wow, yeah, I never knew that. So, like, before the 80s, it was, it got, it was a little more real, I suppose. So, mackerel. So, I mean, dude, Shonen, let's name some Shonen anime for the people. Dragon Ball Z. There you go, Chief. Yeah, like right off the bat. Good N- for you. Naruto, Bleach, Hunter x Hunter, One Piece, Black Saint Seiya, Black Clover, Baroni Kenshin, My Hero Academia. Haiku? Y- Haiku is definitely shonen. Y- yep. Yu Yu Hakusho, Fairy Tale, Yu Gi Oh! Shinjeki no Kyojin, uh, Attack on Titan. That's one of the gray area ones. I'll talk about that. Full Metal Alchemist. Tokyo Ghoul's also a gray area one. Yes, in my it is. As well. Fire Force is a shonen anime. Yeah, I mean, dude, we can let. There's a lot of them, and there's Mom's this mother truck and motor Joderbike outside my window every time. I literally just pictured a motorcycle with Jotaro's hat. So shojo is shonen for women, for girls, for aging girls. Um, you know, aimed at young female audience. They usually include themes of romance and friendship, versus like the action adventure. Yeah. Shonen. Uh, the top fifteen on Mal right now, or in high school club. Or in high school, host club. Ooh. Fruits Basket, we all know that. It's legendary. Maid Sama, My Little Monster, From Me to You. Vampire Night, which I loved. No, I didn't know that was Shoujo. But it's on Netflix, dude. On um, English, too. From Me to You. Said that. Lovely Complex. Say I Love You. Blue Spring Ride. Natsume's Book of Friends. Nana. I've heard a lot of great things about Nana. Card Captor Sakura. Wait, you think Nana's Shoujo? That's what was listed on the My Anime list. Why, is it more, like, psychological? I don't know. That doesn't feel shoujo. That feels more like... What's the one for older girls? I forgot how to say that. Jose or Josai. That's what it feels more like to me. I got some examples of those as well, and you're more familiar with those. Yona of the Dawn, Ore Monogatari, Special A. Um, Yeah, so that's shoujo. We're not going to talk about that one, but we don't like... You know, they're not aimed at us. No. We're not the right age. We're not the right gender. It's going to be hard for those to hit. Apparently not. For the boss. training arc boys. And then there's seinen. We'll touch upon seinen real quick. <sighs> Japanese comics marketed toward young adult men. In Japanese, the word seinen literally means youth. 
But the term seinen manga is also used to describe the target audience of magazines like Weekly Manga Times and Weekly Manga Goraku, which cater specifically to men interests. I can actually like list off a few of those offhand like quickly too cuz that that's more my demographic. Yeah, it's like the ages 18 to 45. Zerk mm-hmm. for one, Psychopaths was another good one. Mm. Um Ghost in the Shell. Oh, Black Lagoon also. Excel Saga, Initial D. Initial D was a banger. I got to watch movie. that. That was under top 20, right? No. The other racing one was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, line. Initial D's the show. Initial D was the show. Master Katon, Mushishi, Legend. You know, I just started watching that recently. Really? Too. Yeah. That's a, some it's cerebral really spiritual cool. shizzle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Attack on Titans, one of the gray area ones. Outlaw Star. Tokyo S- Ghoul, one of the gray area ones. Steins Gate. JoJo's is considered that back and forth. It's one of the gray yeah. area ones. Steins Gate, yeah. Trigun. I think it was part seven and eight that became signing. Yeah, so Shizzle, yeah, eighteen to forty-five. We love Sainins, dude. Uh, another one, Parasite, probably. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's no tournament arc in so Parasite. They more focus on like action, politics, science fiction, fantasy, relationships, sports, sometimes comedy as well. The more like uh, cultured comedy, like uh, would you Konosuba? Cause it would I mean, be like a Sainin Isekai, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that's definitely more geared towards adults. They're for those anime, manga that are action-packed but have a more deeper and, like, psychological meaning into them. Like, take Death Note, for example, would be a good one. That is a good one. Even though it's another gray area one. Because it's a seinen as far as genre go, but it's featured in Shonen Magazine. Just because of how popular it is. So there's no, like, concrete dividers between them, but it's... it's you know, teach the people today. I feel like a lot of people who listen to us are like lesser weebs than us, and we are in general lesser weebs, you know? Yeah. We're getting there, yo. And then the Jose manga, like the, the shoujo for big girls, uh, aimed at yo, uh, young girls often portray realistic romance, which would be Ooh. great to see in anime. Honestly, I'm, like I should probably check some of these out. But some of these examples are like Paradise Kiss. Princess Jellyfish. I've heard nothing but great things about Princess Jellyfish. Usagi Drop as well. Eden of the East. Chiyahafaru. My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and, Same. Uh, see, Agretzico was listed as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. And that's on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Is that English on Netflix? Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. That was Paper. a good dub, too. Yeah, so as opposed to mostly idealized romance in shoujo, this one's like, they're more realistic. They tend to be more sexually explicit and contain more mature storytelling, although it is not always the case. Okay. So yeah, that's all the jams. That's all those little subcategories. So we're touching upon shonen this time, and then fuck all the rest of them. We might do, we're going to do seinen. We love seinen. But then we're going to talk about isekai, dude. We love isekais. Yeah. Oh. Some history real quick. A shift in emphasis from gender neutrality toward gender-specific manga came in about 1902, dude, with the publication of a magazine called Shoujo Kai, meaning like Girls World, I think. Yeah, yeah. And later in uh, 1959, that two magazines, Weekly Shonen, published by some Japanese guy, and Weekly Shonen Sunday. So, dude, 1902 was like when they started to like realize, hmm, we should market for... Like young boys, boys and, and young girls. girls. That's pretty cool. I'm That's like, smart. damn, 
they were drawing badass comics in Japan in 1902. I guess well before that. Yeah. Kind of blew my mind a little bit. Everyone so, likes a good story. Yeah, dude. And some of the gray area jams. You know, Death Note, Tokyo Ghoul, jo- JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, Attack on Titan. Uh, check out, I got this thing on Attack on Titan. It's a Shonen Mag... It is in Shonen Magazine, which aims mostly for 12 through 18 years old males. Therefore, it's a Shonen Manga that the literal requirements of being a Shonen now... Shonen manga have tropes. So another way to go about it is like, does it have the tropes, dude? And the trope is, if anyone doesn't know what that means, it's just like a reoccurring pattern you see. Yeah, like there's always the fan service, like the beach episode, the tournament arcs. And we have that in American media as well. Yeah. You know, like a, can't think of one off the, like horror movie tropes, like. Don't go in there. When you're getting chased by Michael Myers and you trip. Oh. Oh, no. Everybody always runs upstairs, which is, like, the dumbest thing to do. Yeah, those are and tropes. You're trapped yeah. upstairs. Like, and you see these common tropes, and you're like, oh, horror. Yeah. See, like, a lot of shonen tropes, it's really funny, too, because, like, you see a lot of them over and over again, and uh, some of them don't bother me, but other ones, I'm so tired of seeing. So tired of seeing. I'm just going to be straight up honest and rip on it now. What is it? Fuck Fire Force. Damn. I don't have a full-on character made specifically about fan service. She wasn't even the hot one. I mean, there's a lot of great girls in Fire Force, but I, I, I can't disagree with you. Fire Force is one of the weakest shonens that I've ever seen, and I, that might be because I was really amped to see it. Yeah. Because it was made by the same person who made Soul Eater. Soul mm. Eater was a banger. It was Studio Dean? No, uh, the same mangaka. Oh, I think it was the same studio that did JoJo's, though. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, David? David Productions? D- yeah. I might be... Ma- Don't quote me. <laughs> we didn't make that a, a sound bite, dude. But, yeah. Dude, I, I agree. I like that, fire, that fan service girl, though. Like, she's in fights, and, like, her clothes are always, like, getting, like, torn off. She's always, like, falling perfectly in place to, like... In, like, a sexual position on top of the protagonist. And, like, whoever she's fighting is, like, catches that nosebleed, which is just enough time for her to get up and kick him. Like I said to you before, I like how she has, like, a shonen protagonist-type personality. She's very headstrong and silly. IQ of six. Yeah. Yeah, it's all there. (laughs) Yeah, dude... I guess, yeah, fan service is a trope. It's a huge trope. But it's one that they have to, like, dance around lightly in Shonen, I feel like, because they can't make it for people. It draws the line, yeah. Mm-hmm. The line needs to be drawn. and Like, Master Roshi is a good example. Master Dragon Roshi is the line. That man walks <laughs> right on the edge. Like, he tap dances on it. Yeah, uh, Themes of Friendship is another one. Absolutely. Big examples of that right off the top of my head, Fairy Tale and Black Clover. Like Fairy Tale and the Guild, Black mm-hmm. Clover and the the Black Bulls. Like real friendship oriented. You Every go- squad in JoJo's. Yeah, the Joe Bros. Mm-hmm. And you can go the other way with that, but it's still a, a classic shonen. It's like my hero. It's like kinda like all for one kind. It's just Deku or just doesn't really rely on, I don't know. I haven't watched it much. I know you have. 
I'm not going to admit that online for everyone to hear me that I've watched My Hero Academia. Yeah, but they're heavy in it. You know, yeah. themes of friendship. I mean, you could also say going the opposite route to it, Naruto and Sasuke, how like they, Rivalry. they did care about each other. Naruto way more than Sasuke, but they didn't get along. They always fought when they were together. I didn't even think to mention that, but that's a that's a solid shonen trope. The yeah. rivalry, the balance, the black and white, the yin and yang. Naruto yep. and Sasuke, and then we got Asta and Yuno from Black Clover. Deku and Bakugo. Yeah, like, we see that all over. Yeah. You know, Zuko and, and Aang from uh, Avatar The Last Ooh. Airbender. Wow, that was a good one. Mm. Kill it, man. Yeah, dog. That was a good one. To, that was a good one to mention. And they're like o- overall optimistic, in yeah. the grand scheme of things. You know, as opposed to like the dark horror psychological stuff we see insane in anime. Uh, courage and loyalty. You know, those are some basic. Yeah. Oh well, that's courage. Didoy. Didoy. Missing parents. See, I want to get into this one. There's some missing parents in a lot for these shonen protagonists. I never even thought about it too much until you said it too, but then I was like, wow, wait, that really is a thing. Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. Uh, Yusuke, gone. Ichigo, Goku. Naruto. The list goes on. They're all missing one parent or both parents, and there's some reasons for this, man. What are you thinking? I mean... I don't know. This is what I Google. I, I Google stuff, man. Okay, good. Most shonen stories an are often about empowerment. Having your dad bossy around isn't very well attributed to that goal, so it's often cut out where they give some reasons for them not being there. They're escapism, basically, and parents ground this stuff. I thought that was a good point. Like, their anime's escapism. It totally is. And the having, like, parents in there it grounds it and uh and draws the focus away from these stories what they're intended to be about second removing parents also give kids no higher authority to turn to and it increases tension when the protagonists have no one to rely on i think those are good reasons i don't think they're the best reasons though i mean also like could you imagine like trying to be the main character of a shonen and you're getting beat up by the main bad guy and your dad just comes in he goes don't worry, son, I got this. And he just beats the crap. There's no point of that. Yeah, and I guess uh, it leaves room for plot holes. Yeah. Like, why didn't... Well, wh- why didn't my dad just come here and do this from the start? Why is he allowed to be out here at this hour? Stuff yeah. Stuff like that. But Aren't you supposed to be at work, dad? And another thing about the trope, which is... I guess it's necessary. I was about to say not necessary. Is they don't explain why. Like, we still don't know, like, where, when, what... The hell is Ash's dad? On the other hand, I mean, the whole Hunter Hunter anime is based around the protagonist finding his dad. It's in the name. He's a Hunter Hunter. Oh, shit. I never realized that. That's the whole show. Motherfucker. Yep. So dumb. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) How the fuck did you not know that, dude? Yeah, come on now. It's literally in the name. When you're so smart, you, like, look past things. You think over things, you know? Totally not you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, all right. No, you got me on that. I ain't never thought once. But uh, another interesting one is uh, why do shonen characters over-explain things? 
like announce themselves and uh, explain their oh, moves. It's because they're dumb, so they try to give you a good explanation. So if you're about as dumb as they are, you could catch on. Yo, I hate when they do that. Like Taya and Yu-Gi-Oh. When like Yu-Gi-Oh would be like, I play the Dark Magician, and she'd be like, Oh my God, Yu-Gi just played the Dark Magician. That's the guy with twenty five hundred attacks. It's like, Yo, we know. Like you don't have to repeat it. It's you on literally the card. just did it. They always do that. Yeah. Or like when they cut to commercial break and they come back and they give you a recap of everything that just happened. Honestly, one of, my, was... one of my personal favorite tropes is when they name their attacks. Every attack has its own name, no matter what it is. And it's usually something stupid sounding or cool. Dude, SSSSS Dinozenon, which is airing right now. I was watching that. It's yeah. this big, giant mech robot. And it's like, good night, though, Kiko. <laughs> and I was dying laughing. That's awesome. What does That's, that mean? It's just the name of his move. And they like no, use it. They just um, Japanese, Japanese. Uh, no, it's that English. Yeah, the English did, which is great. Like good night, though, kick. And he just like kick, knocks him out with a kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just funny, but like some anime, like JoJo's, they do a really good, phenomenal job of parody, parodying that, like making fun of that. Like JoJo's does it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And like a cool like. Tarantino type of way. I always mention Tarantino, it's but also like a flex with JoJo characters because they'll make sure to get that really like in a state of like they are in control of the whole fight pose, and they'll just stuff finger. Yeah, they got the good emphasis with when they say it, and they got style when they say it, mm-hmm. and they're like showing off its flair. I think JoJo does a really good job of like ex- exploiting that trope. Yeah. Like, we're going to use that trope, but I'm just going to let you know that I know that I'm using it and put it in your face and make you love it. I thought that was really unique. JoJo's um, is one of the better shows. And, like, so what I found is it's because manga is typically black and white. Characters can look similar to each other, especially, I'm sure, in the past. Uh, to fix this issue, mangaka have their characters announce themselves and yell the names of their special attacks. In the flurry of action lines and camera angles, a reader can get confused and lose what is going on. That's a really good reason I never thought of. It makes a lot of sense, too. Like, I, I read, I've read enough manga to where even I'm like, wait, who is this again? Especially with so those right. action scenes yeah. that you know are coming in Shonen, that mm-hmm. you're waiting for, that you love. Another thing... Sorry, with uh, manga, because a lot of it's not in color, so it's very hard to like get characters confused if they look very similar. Yeah, we rely on hair color a lot in anime. Yeah, there's no distinguishing features, really, besides like lines. I, I've heard that a lot when people talk about uh, an anime, and they're like, I had no idea. Like, I thought she was going to be a blonde, but she's not. And you don't know until the yeah. anime comes out. Yo, yeah. Nagatoro did that to me. There's the one character who, Agamo, uh, she was my favorite when reading it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what hair color she was going to have. And then she comes out with this orange hair. I'm like, that's it. It's official. It's the best girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the best See, girl. You weren't disappointed in that case. Not at all. I mean, I can go either way. But that's, again, with JoJo's. Like, JoJo's has such unique character designs that, like, he didn't even need to do that explaining stuff. But, no. again, he fucking flexed. Also, there was no canon color for quite some time, too. And JoJo's is one of the manga that comes out in color right yeah there for a long time there's no canon colors and stuff too so like if you were gonna cosplay naruto and you made his jumpsuit green 
Oh, that don't even yeah. exactly. But JoJo's you could you could cosplay Jotaro and wear all black with red, or wear like pink with white, and mm-hmm. it would still be a Jotaro cosplay. That's a JoJo's trope alone. Isn't it true that like every like every page and panel he just like switches up the colors? Yeah, he changes up the colors for like manga covers all the time. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's I so love cool. that, dude. This is a they're commonly long running shonen. Shonen are commonly long running, like yeah, One Piece, Bleach, Naruto, DBZ. Yeah, that's right, Givar. That's the only one I got, man. You took it from me. Oh. <laughs> oh, have you ever tried uh watching more shonen? What? Yeah, have you ever tried that? No. Uh, uh, why would I ever watch more shows than the shows that I already know? <laughs> <laughs> I know them and I love them. Jivo so. comes with the heater question. <laughs> there's, there's no need to find more shows. It's I know the ones I like. That. All right, check this out, dude. So commonly ru- long running shonen, as we know, like uh. Thought this was interesting to to digest. Some still are, but those are mostly ongoing series like Case Closed and One Piece. You're right that the more recent big shonen works aren't as long as the older stories. I mean, we noticed that now. We just talked about Fire Force and you know yeah. Doctor Stone and a lot of these new shonen. Jujutsu Kaisen is one of the huge ones. Um, many studios are essentially choosing quality over quantity. Um, particularly in battle shonen, slick animation is necessary during fights or will really stand out. Mm-hmm. And that gets expensive. Jujutsu Kaisen's proof of that, too. And this decision makes sense because long series aren't attracting as much interest as they used to. There is no, so much more anime out there today. Oh my god, every season more and more anime come out. Yeah. Um especially in foreign international markets. If you want a good shonen, you are no longer stuck to the readily available big three. As such, it's harder to maintain a viewing audience through 300 episodes if they are full of filler and low-quality animation, which brings us to my third point. Filler becomes a necessity as anime has to wait for their source manga to progress. So there's a couple reasons, man. Oh, that's the reason Soul Eater anime sucked in season two. Well, basically what I'm getting at is, well, I'll read on a little more, and then I'll hit you with it. But uh, big shonen anime such as Naruto are notorious for filler episodes. But today, many of the popular shonen, like My Hero Academia, do not have a decade of material to draw from. It makes more sense for series to pace themselves with shorter seasons to prolong the source material without having a season of filler episodes. And because these anime are newer, they haven't had a chance to reach such a large number of episodes. That said, it while it may be possible for current shonen to reach long 300-plus episode runs, I don't think they will. I think current shonen manga and anime have learned little from their predecessors. Sometimes a series has just to end before it loses what made it special. So how do you feel about the possibility of, like, really, like, not getting any more long-running shonen? No, that's fine. That's totally fine. Like... You're, you're okay with that? Right 100%. away, huh? Think about this. That, I feel like that's a hard, tough think question. What are you thinking? Dragon Ball itself was kind of long, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z, that, was that should have ended a long time ago. That, that's a, see, that's a hot take. That should have ended. It should have ended. I said this when we were talking about the Dragon Ball Z, how like as much as I love the Boo saga, it really should have ended itself. That would have been the true ending. You're wildin'. 
No, but, I think that's an agreeable statement. And now you got Super. And then think of Naruto. Like, oh, you forgot GT. I'm talking canon it here. It matters. Too, GT matters. Get a shirt. Uh, I'm not looking at that. But um, then you got Naruto, which was really good. Shippuden was also really good. But then it went on too long. And now we got Boruto. Bleach. Mm-hmm. You either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become a real mediocre anime. I mean, that's one side of the coin. I would like to expose the other side of the coin where someone's like first getting into anime, you know, and uh, maybe they've they've read a few books in their days. They're they're into long stories. Like they like they like Lord of the Rings, they like Star Wars, they like Harry Potter, they like sagas. They the no, these long-running shonen are the perfect introduction anime for them. Like, I remember when I got back into anime, my second coming, my uh, born-again otaku era, when I'm, like, you know, my young 20s, my young twans, and Bleach, Naruto, you know, I got a Soul Eater. Uh, just long-running, it's not that long, Soul Eater, but, like, those drew me in. Fair. And, like, so... That's the bright side of it. And that's the thing I'm going to miss. And I feel like that future generations are going to miss out on that. But on the other side, dude, because everybody knows co- coins have three sides. Yeah. Is yeah. um, these will remain the long-running anime. And they'll kind of have a special place that will never be taken from them. Like, if you want a long-running anime, there's only going to be a few to pick from. And there's not going to be a lot more now. That's true. So if you want a long-running anime... If you're one of those people who wants one check it out like you're gonna have to pick between like 20 great ones and that's it mm-hmm. and that's really cool so like more people in the future if they want something long they're gonna be forced to watch something like naruto or bleach or one piece they're gonna go back and complain about those beautiful 90s animation styles yeah seriously it's like the golden age for a reason mm-hmm. and people like me and you who haven't seen or read one piece yet down the line, when there's like no more long running shizzle, and if there is, we're waiting like a couple years for a new season every time, like we're seeing right now, which we're going to see with Jujutsu Kaisen, what we're experiencing with Attack on Titan. Like, we're gonna eventually be pushed towards, like, dude, I'm checking out One Piece, I want something, I want something to eat for a long time. So, yeah, like, I want to get into One Piece, I really do. The time will come, but I don't know if I'm gonna live long enough to get through all of One Piece. You know, that might not even be a bad thing. If I die before I find out what the One Piece is, oh, man. I swear I'm haunting something. I don't know what. I don't even know if it's going to be a person. I'm just haunting. Haunt the mangaka. You think I can fly to Japan? If you're a ghost, yeah, and get the little ghost feet legs and little ghost feeties, you fly. Ghost feet, dude. <laughs> That's somebody. Don't look at my search tail. history. Ooh. Ooh, ghost kinks. Nice. Don't kink shame me. Send me the pictures. I'm going to crop Tim's on them now. Yeah, it's just going to be a picture of nothing because they're <laughs> ghost feet. Uh-huh. <laughs> just a pair of Tim's. <laughs> There's your ghost feet, homie. Hey, girl, you like my ghost feet? Send her a picture Ooh. of your rug. I mean, that's another thing that I think I'm going to touch on a little in a little bit, but a big part of Shonen, like I said, like, you know, it's good for a blossoming youth. It, it teaches you a lot of like fundamental and ideals and good things for a person to grow up with. I'll get more into that, but just like One Piece, like 
it's going to be sad when it ends because people are growing up with it. They're developing with it as humans. That's really true. So let's get into the next little trope. <laughs> Why are shonen protagonists usually dumb? Like you uh, said before with the IQ of six. Listen, because I remember when I was a teenager, shit, I'm dumb now. You you knew how stupid I was. Don't say that. I didn't. I never call you stupid. It's it's like, like to make the viewer feel smarter, or like to make you more interactive or engaged, or something. It's like something that Dora does. It's the reason why they look at the screen and they're like, "Where's the map?" And you're like, "You dumb! It's right there!" Like it's like it's to get you more engaged in the show. Or you're something. onto it, it Jibo. You're right. No, it's like a thing that like they do with shows. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's. I'll lay it down for you. Yeah. You're on the right path. Give it to me. It's easy to identify with people who aren't as smart as you because at some point in your life, you were like that. Yeah. Since some of the viewers will fairly be young, to make this work, you need to make the character at or below their intellectual level, which makes them appear really dumb considering their age. So, yeah, it makes them more relatable because, like, this person's dumb. And, like, I used to be dumb. I could relate. And so it makes them more agreeable, more likable. Rather than if they are smarter than you and you don't necessarily understand the decisions they're making because they're thinking so far ahead. Yeah. Or it just, like, puts you in a... You just can't relate. Like some Dr. Stone stuff. I'd be like, what? Because I'm not a scientist. I don't know all mm-hmm. that scientific stuff. So when he's, like, doing all this, I'm just going with it. I'm like, sure, yeah. I- yeah. That's why I think Dr. Stone is heavy in the comedy to balance that. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. I just realized yeah. that, you Are you making me think? <laughs> that's why I'm here, dude. So, yeah, man, I mean, that answered, we're answering some questions, man. But actually, now I got a question. Who's really the dumbest shonen protagonist? That, that is be... a great question. Because, damn, we got a good race going here. Who are you thinking? I think Goku might be the dumbest. <laughs> I don't think he can spell his own name, and it's four letters. <laughs> Dude, Gone Freaks is from Hunter Hunter is very stupid as well. See... I don't even want to say mine because I'm, I'm going to get some hate for it. But he just makes so such stupid faces. I'm just going to say Luffy. Yo. Yeah, Luffy's dumb. Yeah, I but feel Luffy's like he is. Got, I feel like Luffy's got like good instincts. I, don't know. I mean, same with Gon. Yeah. I don't know too much and about Goku too, yeah. One Piece. I just know everything I see about him. He's like doing stupid faces or like something stupid or like. No, he's just goofy. He's yeah, that's stupid. what he is. Okay, maybe, yeah. That's what. That's what he is. He's like goofy. Asta? It doesn't Asta's make him any smarter, though. Idiot. Asta's I'm pretty dumb, idiot. too. Yeah, from Black Clover. Uh-huh. Is Deku stupid from My Hero? No, Deku's a nerd. Oh, yeah, he takes notes and yeah, stuff. I remember that. Yeah, he's a nerd. Okay. Yeah, it's um, something I have in here later. I mean... Ed what? Elric isn't stupid. That's right. I have something on that later, too. This article was really great. It's uh, on Japan-powered website. It's, uh, it's by Chris Kincaid. Holy Shout out. Shout out Chris, that, dude. Like, all this, a lot of this information I'm getting from this one article that Chris wrote. You the man. Yeah. So, why are Shonen... So, what are some other uh, dumbasses? Naruto's pretty damn dumb, no, too. Nar- I didn't even say Naruto because, like, that's a given. That's a given. But you, you we wa- we grow up with Naruto, and we watch him develop, and I think that might be, might be one of the finest examples of like, growing up with an anime because we actually literally yeah. see him become, like, a responsible dad. We see yeah, him acknowledge the love it. that he's been ignoring, and we see him grow up and experience death, and 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 achieve his goals. Yeah, the hard. That's that was what was really refreshing. So like shit, dude. That talk about what what makes shonen shonen, man, and doing it 
greatly. I am a Narutard. Like, oh my god, I can't, like I know there's so many more perfect examples of dumb protagonists, but like they're not coming to mind like readily. They always have like a smart friend, like Kilua from yeah. Hunter Hunter, uh, Karama from Yu Yu Hakusho, Joey Wheeler, Piccolo. Yeah, Joey Wheeler. <laughs> Joey <laughs> Wheeler is not no. Joey Wheeler has a low intelligence score, but his wisdom. Yeah, dude's brilliant yeah. in like the dumbest right. kind of way. You mean luck? <laughs> no, no wisdom as in straight up street smarts. You can't grow up in Brooklyn and not be smart. If you're right. hard, you're hard. <laughs> it's hard focusing on. It's hard focusing on. I gotta forget how it goes. Damn, you! It's hard to play these COD games when I'm focusing on this Brooklyn accent. But uh, B- Bakura, he would be the smart friend from Yu-Gi-Oh. True. Yeah. Karama's the smart friend of Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, so there's a lot of checks and balances. It's yeah. cool to see for the first time. But check out this next one, dude. This kind of falls right into it. Why are shonen protagonists so love-dense? If you... Because they're too focused on their goals. There's to, a lot of good reasons for it. To be relatable with the viewer. Yes, for their age. That's very important. Um, let's see what we got here. Next question. You know, like Ichigo and Orihime, Orihime from Bleach. Like Orihime crushing on an old time. He doesn't know. He just doesn't see it. And Asta. From Black Clover. Mm Mm-hmm. Great example. Um. Naruto and Hinata. Yeah. From, uh, Naruto. There's a lot of them. And Shonen aimed its stories at preteen and early teen boys you know at this age boys care little about emotional affairs with girls and more about finding their sense their own sense of identity that's why identity and the effort to become stronger is like on the forefront naruto pursues sakura as a love interest but he is too dense hormonal and like brash to show any level of emotional intelligence nonetheless regular intelligence yeah naruto provides a good example of many boys at that age he also grows up over time, slowly becoming more emotionally intelligent in the process, shonen heroes are designed to grow up with their audience. But in order to do this, boys must I- must identify with them first. Most boys can't identify with brainy protagonists. In fact, you don't want to be a nerd when you grow up, when you're a kid. Yo, I do. When you're a kid, you want to be like a professional soccer player. You nah. want to be like an explorer or a space person. Yeah. Nah, or I Hokage. Or Hokage. Now, you ever see the bench warmers that the millionaire dude with the mansion? That's who I wanted to be growing up. That was dope. I do remember that. Yeah, we had like the Star Wars house. I was like, I want to yeah. be this. Man. Yeah, you, we all grew up to be that, that one dude that's afraid of sunlight. Yeah, <laughs> that yo, is me. That's me right now. <laughs> oh, I know, bro. Dude, Ooh. my goblin skin burns when I go out in the sun. Like, if I open my eyes too quickly in the morning and the sunlight hits me, I just shriek. Yeah, I hear. I'm down the street. I hear it. But we see more of those like nerdy protagonists because they're more relatable at to that age. Insane and like Parasite. Yeah, he's like a nerdy dude, and that's relatable for people that age because in reality we grow up to be a little nerdy, especially if we like anime. (laughs) Well, also Gen Z's a bunch of nerds too, and And my Hero Academia blowing up. Dude, anime in general is just blowing the f up. Yeah, yeah, anime true. It makes cool now, man. Uh, dude, I, I think I was telling you this the other day, like how like there was nobody I could talk about anime in high school with because either A, they didn't watch it, 
Or B, they were one of the kids who Naruto ran down the hallway or growled when you roasted them. Yo. So, like, I could not have a conversation <laughs> with anime kids growing up. Shout out to Larry, dude. You remember that kid, Larry? I do. From high school? He used to Naruto run down the hallway. Yeah, and he would walk down the yeah. whole, the long hallway balancing a book on his head. Yes. Yo, He was literally, like, no, but training, that was, dude. That was Chad, though. He, that was that Chad was cool. as fuck, retroactively. That was actually cool. He was training to be a ninja. Yeah. Shout out, Larry. We love you. However, that. it's a story. If a story's protagonist is brash, impulsive, and dumb, it's easier for boys to identify them and laugh at them. Dumb and emotionally dense characters make the viewer feel smarter than the character as opposed to feeling inferior, as they would with the knowledgeable, thoughtful character. All of this increases the likability of the protagonist. Not to mention, boys often wish they could act out as the shonen heroes do. I'm sure you guys have noticed uh, Goku having... Two children, but the show skillfully just doesn't touch upon the details in it. No. You know what I'm saying? I know, absolutely not. It, we, they barely touch upon his wife. I forget Chi-Chi's a thing half the time. I don't. She's like one of the characters I fear the most. Oh, yeah, I hate Chi-Chi. But there's a reason for that. But and, you never see her. Like You forget about the right. mom. And some would consider that a, a solid plot hole, but as we know now, it's it's kind of like, skillful writing like yeah it's what makes dragon ball it, you don't have to explain the birds and the dragon balls to kids the birds and the bees no not in toriyama land yeah. oh there's actual bird you referencing like some dragon ball thing yeah no oh I, no i'm not this was a terrible analogy and i regret it <laughs> i regret a lot of things today Interest, interestingly, love-dense protagonists teach boys how to handle relationships by providing examples of what not to do. What you think about that? I ain't learned nothing. <laughs> you, so you were doing what they were doing. We I'm gotta learn, still doing what they're doing. We gotta use what they're doing as an example of what not to do. Oh, oh dear. Shonen anime clearly show the consequences of being love-dense. The frustration, the hurt, the busted teeth. Damn. Who gets hit a lot by girls? Um, Me. Does Leorio? Does Roshi? No. Roshi, Roshi deserves every time he gets smacked up, though. Every time. Like, I literally just came to mind that whole airplane scene where he falls into 18's cleavage. And he goes, oh, it's a good thing you had all this soft padding for me here. And he starts rubbing his face in there. Like, he deserves every time he gets hit. Asta gets beat the fuck up. He by gets Noel. slapped a lot by Noah. Yeah. Um, Naruto gets slapped a lot by Sakura. Soul gets beat up by Maka a lot. Okay. It's all the Sundares too. Thank which God is another big anime trope, especially in Shonen. Yeah. It's like another thing to balance out the protagonist, like giving them all the right equipment and attributes, like have the smart for any friend. That holds you down, like Kilua from Hunter x Hunter. Have the love interest who's willing to beat your ass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even Keiko to Yusuke. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, when you know, you lift up their skirt and then you get slapped. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Wow. Uh, the protagonist shows its best to behave the opposite of how he does in any given situation. Well, in not any, but such as saying something inappropriate or failing to notice the change in the hair or clothing in the girl. And then they get slapped. Uh, writers make sure this is obvious to the audience. Creating facepalm moments with the protagonist fails. Uh, when the protagonist fails, utterly, utterly is such a great word. 
Naruto's failed efforts to woo Sakura and his obliviousness to Hinata's feelings provides good examples. The audience is in on Hinata's feelings and Sakura's lack of feelings, which makes Naruto's subsequent failures lessons for not how not to act. All right, you want to talk that's about that? Some, that's some high IQ shizzle. The ultimate love dense moment for a main character is. No, Katara, I said I'd rather oh. kiss you than die. Oh, no. Bro, that scene to this day still kills me. I Secret love that. tunnel. That whole episode was a banger. Secret tunnel. I fucking, I gotta hear that again. I forget it. I was a better person when I remembered that song. <laughs> I was a better person. This also helps boys in the audience develop some emotional intelligence. Like, I want my kid to watch Naruto when he grows up. Bro, for example, they see Hinata's shy behavior and how she goes out of her way to support and encourage Naruto as signs of affection, while those of us who are older take this for granted and still struggle with emotional intelligence. Attacked. For those who just <laughs> awaken into the dynamics of relationships or those who struggle with reading cues, anime provides exaggerated examples. These examples help them build a repertoire of emotional cues for various situations. These Add to the cues learned from life. Anime helps you be a good poison. Facts. Yeah. We're yeah. mad decent over here. That is exactly how I could describe myself. And it's not because of our parents. It's because of fucking Goku and, and All right, no, Naruto. Listen, Goku did not raise me either. He didn't even raise his own damn kids. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> but um, this brings me to the... Um, Mentioned this in one of the older podcasts, the Hedgehog Dilemma. You guys explained this to me. Ooh. And while we don't see that in many shonen, but what are you going to say? The Shinji Ikari Dude. That's what I have right here ready for you. Let me open this bitch up. Uh, Dense shonen heroes allow writers to add humor to the pain that inevitably comes from human relationships and interactions. Of course, not all dense heroes avoid this pain. In fact, Neon... Genesis Evangelion said that weird rebels in it. Mm-hmm. Mm, Shinji doesn't equate to the usual love dense hero. He who usually has somewhat normal loving parents in childhood. In this way, Ava, the Neon Gen- Genesis Evangelion, I call it Ava, subverts the usual love dense hero trope to explore the psychological damage parents and circumstances can cause. Yeah. So that's like took the opposite route, yet it's like, all right, Neon Genesis Evangelion manga ran in Shonen Ace, so it was targeted at a Shonen audience. Like, boys between 12 and 18. It is considered a dark Shonen, obviously, even compared to Death Note, Dead Man Wonderland, Attack on Titan, things like that, which can get mistaken as Seinen or Adult Men yeah, series. I would have said Dead Man Wonderland was Seinen. Uh-huh. But, wow. like, if it's if it's... Featured in a shonen magazine, like, it's you hard to argue that. Just pick it up for the money, going, ooh, I smell good money here. That's that's part of the gray area, because it technically should, like, it's a little darker for 12 to 18-year-olds, yeah. but it's so damn good that it needs to be in the most popular magazine, aka, like, shonen, jump, shonen, weekly. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. And then... Those that age demographic ends up consuming that, and then it ends up being all right. So mm-hmm. it technically gray area, but shonen. I'll say shonen. 
I don't care. I'm not a steckler. But yeah, man, like you've talked about this with Ava a while, but like when it goes the opposite direction of like the love dense, like Shinji, our protagonist of Evangelion, like he is not love dense. He's like overly aware yeah. of all of this emotion being like directed and deflected on him. And he has no clue how to deal with it. So he just like curls up in his little spiky ball. And the closer you try to get to him, the more you get punctured with his quills. But he needs like, but he, he needs, needs that, that magnetism. Wall. Yeah, he needs that wall too, which is just, it's it's terrible within itself. Uh, and then I googled. I was like, is Ava a Satan? Like I, I was because because if I one. if I say is Ava a Shonen, it'll give me it'll say yes, and then I type is, is a Satan, and they'll say yes. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get both answers. It says, it's a seinen that's a satire of shonen and yaoi. And then in parentheses, it said, Shinji is an uke. U-K-E. So if people don't know what yaoi is, it's it's like gay manga, right? It's um, it's gay hentai. Dude on dude hack. Are you sure it's hentai or are we just really like degenerate? Listen, I mean, I think th- yaoi, there is the tag. There's yaoi hentai, but there's also regular yaoi pink. There's just like yaoi manga as well. Like... Like uh, yeah, you would what know called, all ice about this, one. don't you? I I'm very interested in that stuff. Yeah, I just know about the Yowie stick and how it's banned from conventions. What the hell are you talking about? The Yowie stick. It's like uh, it used to be a joke, and it's a paddle, essentially a wooden paddle, and people would buy them, and, and like, you slap your bros in the ass. Yeah, yeah, but you would also slap like cosplayers oh. when you saw them, like your favorite girl cosplayers. You would chase them and slap them with this Yowie stick or Yowie yeah, paddle. Yeah, but that's whatever. not Yowie. That's yeah. Yuri. So Yuri no. is two girls falling in oh, love, no, and Yowie is two yaoi. guys falling it's in love. It's called a Yowie stick. Okay, yeah. You just slap your cute boys with it. Yeah. But, but it's, it's okay. So it said it's a Satan that's a satire of Shonen and Yowie, and it says Shinji is Uke. And I had to look it up, and Uke um, means the submissive partner in a relationship between two men. So Uke means bottom. Nice. We're learning shit over here wow. at the TA Pizzle, dude. I feel so much smarter today. Yeah, right? I can see it. Can't wait to go home and tell my mom that I find <laughs> out what a UK means. She might finally be proud of me. It's, all right. Right here I've written, is this a hot take, Pink? Think, I'm sure you can answer this for me. I think everything we say is a hot take, but go ahead. <laughs> However, leaning on this stereotype is lazy writing. Many dense protagonists are cookie cutter, flat, and dull. It's hard to disagree with. I'm not at the hot take yet. Writers use this stereotype so often that it becomes synonymous with shonen. But as Evangelion shows, you can take that trope and subvert it to make interesting characters, to say the least. It's also possible to write likable, engaging, introverted, and thoughtful protagonists. Edward Elric is in the, is in the original Full Metal Alchemist anime series leaned in this direction. He still had hot-headed, dense hero tendencies, but on the whole... But as a whole, he stays emotionally aware and uses his intelligence rather than his hard head to solve problems. He sometimes appears dense in order to reach his goal, but it is a choice rather than a default state. Unfortunately, Brotherhood turns Ed and Al back into shonen meatheads. See, I never watched the original. So oh, this is, okay. This is news to me. But I thought that was some interesting shit. I still shit. wouldn't call him a meathead. I still would not call Ed Elric a meathead. I mean, you could see it in the fight with Greed. He's he's fighting Greed, and he learns 
like his whole uh, the carbon structure mm. and learns to use alchemy to fight him with it. And it's like, that's not what a meathead would do. Do you imagine Goku trying to spell carbon, nonetheless use alchemy to fight it? Yeah. Imagine Luffy gone. No, all of them would just power right through it. Ed couldn't power. He's smarter than that, though. Yeah. Even, uh, you know, Yugi. Yu-Gi-Oh. He, well, that's uh, a game he just about re- wits. He just relied on the heart of the cards. Like, let me get real lucky right here. And Seto Kaiba, the smart one, he was just like, <laughs> he just fucking talked shit until he won, bro. Dude, and and always <laughs> lost, too. Wow, what a great parallel to Vegeta. Thank God, bro. We got to hear those epic screams more. But, I don't know. I didn't, like, I'm, think, I'm thinking more emotional, like, with his relationship with the mechanic girl. Winry? Yeah. What a great name. Yeah. But like, see, no, Ed, he wasn't, he wasn't dense. It was just, Ed had things he had to do and Winry had her own goals in life too. So they weren't going to settle down until. I agree. They weren't dense. They both were aware of each other's attraction, they but they both cared very deeply for each other too. Like, mm-hmm. and they both knew they cared about each other. And he would come back to her and she would repair his gear and they would, you know. She'd hit him with a wrench for breaking her hard work. But you know what? After like the fifth time I repair your mechanical arm, I might start smacking the shit out you for it too. Like, I don't blame her at all for it. Ed's the tsundere though. Ed's 100% the tsundere. When the dude is the tsundere, that's interesting. Jotaro, Ed Elric. Those are dudes Ooh. Ooh. Yay. Yeah. Dude's in Ray from Promised Neverland. There's another one, yeah. Killua. Same voice actor while we're even at it. Are they? Mm hmm. Swang. Yeah. Dude, uh. What? trying to think of another one too because like i had one on mind we love sundere sundere is a character archetype which meaning meaning like uh a, a hard-headed you're mean but you care deeply tough love uh, yeah everything that comes out of your mouth is really like you you treat the people you care about like crap but at the end of the day you're gonna be there to help them you really do care about them deep once you get past that cold hard outer shell like you're such an idiot baka like stupid and they like and they turn the other way but they like really care about you yeah once they round that corner and they're out of eyesight it's it's helga pataki from hey arnold oh damn Debo, that was your fucking line bro i couldn't remember the last name helga pataki from hey arnold i haven't been watching that recently holy shit she's queen sundere dude she she's on that yandere borderline she has an army shrine She has the Arnold Shrine, so yeah. The gum shrine, yeah. Uh huh. Yandere yeah. is when you get a little too much chemical X. Yeah, you're like into your sundere, and you're crazy and possessive, willing to literally stab people to death for your love interest. Yeah, with an axe in your hand. Shout out to um, God, I forget the name uh, of it. You, you, you know, I no, her name. the battle royale anime with the cell phones. Oh my God, I don't. With the reckoning. I forget the name of it, man. Don't fucking look at me. I don't watch that <laughs> shit. <laughs> so another trope that I want to touch on, this is like the last one I've written down. I, I did like a bunch, really quick last minute research. But uh, female characters. 
One complaint shonen anime always get is its lack of well-written female characters. As hard as it is to admit other female characters, often female characters in shonen anime are there just for the development of the male characters. Yep. The age-old hero saves the poor girl moments are pretty standard in shonen anime. While this cliche is not necessarily a bad thing, and I would might add not as common in today's age, it hurts when the female characters don't have their personalities or character arcs independent of the female of the male characters. This stereotype is common in shonen anime because, after all, the shonen comics are marketed towards young men. Mm-hmm. That's important to say. So, like, nobody should be complaining about that if you never peep the shoujo. That's true, though. At the same time, they're my favorite, the most incredible legendary women anime characters are from Shonen. Same. Mary 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 Oleona Vermillion from Black Clover. That ain't even a human. <laughs> That's a whole ass lioness. Yeah, lioness She's for scary. sure. Morgiana, Morgiana from Maggie. Oh sh- also a total badass girl. Kagura from Gitama. Riza Hawkeye from Full Metal Alchemist. Also a badass girl. Himiko Toga from My Hero. Rukia from Bleach. Emma from Promise Neverland. Robin from One Piece. Mikasa. Tatsumaki from, from Attack on Titan. Shout yeah. out Jibo. Olivia you- Armstrong, another lioness from Full Metal Alchemist. Izumi Curtis. Ooh, Izumi Curtis from Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, women make incredibly awesome senseis yeah but you also forgot two recent females in anime yeah both from the same show maki and nobra so meta jujutsu kaisen happening right now just breaking molds still dude they're they're killing it yeah they're killing it nobra is like the main character really i love those dude i love the female characters characters written in this like the best shown in anime that's out right now it's just Without absolutely doubt. killing it it Without puts demon slayer doubt. in the dust it should have been demon it should have gotten the demon slayer publicity it should have but it's getting there it's getting there mm-hmm. unfortunately we're, we're start we're, talking about it more and more it didn't have as i'm sure it didn't have as much investment in the funding as as uh demon slayer did that's and i'm true. not shitting on demon slayer i'm not shitting on it i was talking with one of our listeners harley about it and that way, I was trying to figure out like what I, what my beef is with Demon Slayer is, but I just feel like another. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's good. It's great. I liked it, but like I just feel like another anime should have gotten that publicity. Like something better could have gotten that spotlight. Jujutsu Kaisen. There's also um, Moriarty the Patriot should have gotten that mm. spotlight too. Though it's not a shonen. Well deserved. Yeah. I think another reason I just realized, I think, what my beef with it is, is it's one of those, this is one of those shonen. it's like the opposite of long running. It's, it's like, I want more, but at the same time, I know I'm going to wait three years for the next season, and then wait two more years for the next season, and oop, it's just going to be a movie, and then I'm going to wait four more years for the next season. Like, I don't want to do that, man. Yeah. I feel that, though. Shit. I don't think they're going to do a season three, though. I feel like they're going to end Demon Slayer on season two. And that's that whole point, like, end it before you lose the magic type thing. Mm-hmm. And then, unfortunately, I think, like, people are just going to become uh, sensitized or desensitized. I don't know the word. Of, like, 
they're going to get used to it ending shortly. And then if it goes too long, they're going to be like, it's too long. And then you're going to have some old heads being like, no, you don't get it. Long anime have something special. Shut up, Zoomer. <laughs> but we never know. We don't know what the future holds for anime. No, we don't. We but don't. We're not supposed to. It's either. an ever-evolving genre. And, and it makes it great for, it makes it for a great podcast topic you know thank god for the training arc boys yeah Aww. you know yuroichi from bleach bro incredible woman Uraharu's oh yeah cat maki yeah, cool. yeah i mentioned my android 18 tsunade from naruto tsunade wasn't all that good there is not a Dude, single great feat. are you kidding naruto. me no no, because Tsunade had so much more of Shut a chance up. to do more than she did. I love Tsunade, dude. No, I love I the big too. mommy milker anime milks, dude. I like Tsunade, too. It's just Naruto shafted all their females. None of them were I, what they could have been. She got big mommy milkers, you said? Colossal. I'm talking <laughs> big old Kadanga Hoogers. Sorry, Pink. I think I'm back on Franny's side. <laughs> it should I am, too, now. I just, you know... um. The creator of Naruto has dealt with this before. Like he and I just, it's too easy to jump on. I'm a, I want to jump on the other side and balance it out. You know, he's getting better and better. And as proof in Boruto, which is airing now, he's he's correcting that. He's making sure all those people that are saying what you're saying are proven wrong. You know what I'm saying? No, because he made Anko. I'm not even gonna get it. Anko? Yeah. She was super hot. Was. Yeah. Oh, shit. She got pudgy. Yeah. She got pudge, pudge. I don't even want to go into it. But they did my girl Ten-Ten real good. Who? Ten-Ten. Who? Dude, why are you saying <laughs> that? It's fucking Ten-Ten. She is a pleasant, great lady in Boruto. Our boy Smuggy knows he's a big Boruto stan. We gotta. We don't know much about it, even though I'm a big Naruto. So I gotta yeah, have Smuggy on to tell us about it, because like the, the the female roles are really dominant in that, very powerful. Yeah, I've I've heard that too. They are making like actual badass girls in Boruto. So yeah, I mean, I'll highlight that as a trope, but like I don't even know if I I I I do know I disagree with it. Like yeah, they're there to develop the protagonist and the main character because it's for boys to to relate to the protagonist, but. All these, fe- a lot of these female characters rock, and when they don't, it's not a good anime, Bruh. Maka Albarn. Oh Soul my Eater. god, yeah, and she the is the protagonist, and the Thompsons, Liz and Patty. Yeah, they were badass. They were too. great. Even Black Star's weapon, Subaki. Yeah, I love Subaki. But Maka was the main character. Yeah, of a shonen. Maka and Soul were like the two mains of it. You can say that for Emma as well in Promise Neverland. The main character of a shonen was a girl. Like, dude, this is awesome. What are some other ones? Do I gotta say Medusa? No, like main character oh. of a shonen. Hmm. Hmm. There's a few Gundam girls. Oh, um, really? Yeah. It's all. Uh, it's um. In Build Fighters, try. I think it is. I'm probably butchering that. One of the uh, main characters from like the the squad is a female too. She plays the support role, but she's actually a really Ooh. cool character as well. Claymore. 
that used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it is. I anymore. never watched it, but like that's an that's old a good school one to mention. Badass, badass, yeah. d- like dark story. It's very berserk. Like what about my girl? Whom? Sleepy P? No, it's not shonen. I know. What are you thinking? Sao. Oh, Asuna. She played it. Consider that a shonen. I don't consider that anime. Yeah, I do. Oh. I do. Because me... shonen isn't... Isekai and shonen are, like, they're not the same type of genre. I mean, like, it's targeted. One's demographic audience. and one's, like, describing, like, it's like fantasy. Act. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say? I get exactly what you mean, yeah. So, yeah, I would say it's a shonen. It's a shonen isekai. And Asuna does play a more dominant role for the love interest. Well, like she's also versus like the second main character. Yeah, versus like Orihime or Sakura, even Sakura. Yeah, she's a better girl than Sakura. Wow, hold on. Listen, Let me I, wait. Wait, hold on. I don't know much about Naruto, but I know Sakura does a whole lot of nothing. Let me ask this here trash can. <laughs> Yo, ooh, Kakaguri, dude. Oh, yeah, that's a shonen? No, that's not a shonen. What is it? A seinen? I'd say it's more seinen. It's more seinen. I would say uh, it's one. I could. It's saning. gray area. It's saning. I would not call it a shonen. If it was in the magazine, though, I don't think that's it was. all I'm saying. I don't think it was. I think it might have been. Why don't we ask the trash can its opinion? <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yo, bro. Yo, Sakura. From the trash can, tell me what you think. Sells at work. Yeah, that's a shonen. That has a female protagonist. I didn't. In the I one only you watched those at work. Black. So isn't that the one you watched with the female? Prot- oh no, the one, one I watched had the female protagonist. The yeah. original. Yeah. Toilet bound Hanako has a female protagonist. Wait, you're telling me the white blood cell badass dude isn't the main protagonist? No. Wow. They they. Wow. Reverse the roles in, I, in the new version. No, I know, but like in the OG one, black. like the white blood cell dude is like the hero but he's not the protagonist yeah and he's like jotaro from uh jojo very much and it's wow. fucking badass don't they have the same voice actor too i think they do if not they he sound seems... exactly the same well that's the whole vibe he's trying to give off anyway so yeah yeah he got the hat too and everything and he's all oh, good grief kills germs yaddy, yaddy. yeah man i mean that's that's all i got like that's all i prepared but like so what are some other tropes that you know do you got any actually i do um one, there it's always competitive. Every shonen has a huge competitive aspect. Food wars is cooking. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball, fighting. Speed racer, racing. It's always like high on the edge of your seat competitive action. Yeah, very energetic. Uh, it falls back into like that whole rivalry thing mm-hmm. too. It's like developing the young men. Like, be competitive. Like, be the greatest you can be like follow your dreams yeah. push past your limits shout out yami from black clover um the competitive aspects will always have like a plus quality on the animation too like they really try to go above and beyond for like the action scenes like from what i've seen of food wars the scenes where they're cooking they went really deep dude you can smell animation. it yeah but you you know you can smell it dragon ball z like their fight scenes legendary and that's, I mean, that's another reason why we're probably not going to get much more long-running shonens because it costs money to do that. Fully understandable. Jujutsu Kaisen, those fight scenes. Every episode's like a movie, man. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, man. And, and everybody in a shonen, everyone who's competing, has their own special technique of whatever they're doing that really sets them apart from everyone else, too. 
Mm-hmm. Vegeta had the Gallic gun. Goku's got the Kamehameha wave. Krillin does the solar flare. Yeah, I mean, even like all the elemental powers and other animes and stuff like yep. that. Everyone's got their own little thing that makes them so much different, but also able to compete. Yeah, and they all have something to contribute to a team. Yep. Which is very important in Shonen. I mean, dude, um, I mean, Shonen, you know, we understand the demographic at this point by the end of this episode, but at the same time, I will say that I will never get sick of Shonen. I mean, as you guys know, I'm a huge Black Clover stand, and that just came out a few years ago. It made my top 20 list, and it's definitely not made for people my age, but I adore that, and I love that, and it might, it might be because I grew up on Shonen as well, and it reminds me of that. It's taking a lot of the aspects from the greatest Shonen and, like, making its own. Yeah. But, at the, I mean... Regardless, like I'm never gonna get sick of Shonen, and I feel like it's here to stay. Uh, I'm falling out of Shonen the older I get. Yeah, and like but we I have, s- I'll never talk bad on it. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. And there's we have other uh, guests and team members of Training Arc Podcast that aren't big on Shonen. Hey, to each their own. And I'm curious as to like if those people who aren't too big on Shonen at this point would, if there would be one to come out that would get them into it. I think JJK might be that anime, though. For a lot of people, absolutely. Everybody check out Jujutsu Kaisen, man. It's worth your time. We need to talk about it on a podcast. We need to highlight it. I can't because I read too far ahead, and I'll just start accidentally spoiling shit for everyone because I'll just I'll get overwhelmed with the hype train. We can just do it. We can fix that in post. That's true. We can talk about the, the manga that came out before the story of Jujutsu Kaisen as well. Which y'all should also read that only has like two spoily things in it other than that it's just cool info yeah definitely watch season like the season of jujutsu kaisen that's out then go back and read it yeah it's short too Mm -hmm. it was like four chapters yeah it takes like a half hour to read beautiful stuff hell yeah yeah dude. another trope i want to talk about is op senseis yeah yeah i can't think of many senseis in a shonen that aren't crazy powerful roshi and dragon ball was he was the turtle hermit yeah you couldn't fight roshi roshi was like 130 and he'd still fold you like clean linen genkai from yu hakusho genkai was a savage pervy sage master jiraiya from naruto yami from black clover piccolo from dragon ball yeah, I feel like that's another one of those checks and balances. Like, okay, they don't have parents. They don't have a father figure. So we need, like, Here's sensei, sensei. Is, is there to balance that out. Yep. To fill that gap. Iroh from Avatar. Ooh, yeah. Top tier sensei. Chill. S, S plus. So, so what I'm learning today, and, and I'll, like, after this conversation and a little bit of research I did, is, like, there's a a scientific method in creating a good shonen that it I never really looked past it that much to to see, like you know the 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 backstage of it, behind the scenes, like what makes shonen a shonen, and the things that they do, the and and why they do them, and and it's for a reason, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, I used you know I, especially like the whole announcing the powers and stuff like that. Like I, now I know there's a reason for it, and now yeah, I can see cool. the how like JoJo's parodies that like like saying the name of their powers and, and introducing themselves when they enter the scene and stuff like that yeah no, i wouldn't know that either until you said it like a lot of the stuff was just put in there because it's a manga and it's red and it's limited 
mm-hmm. and they just stick to the source material in the anime so it comes off different. But it's for a reason. It's so much respectable because they're sticking to the source material, even though it might make the media form of it worse. That is like one of the harder parts to like watch JoJo's compared to reading it. Because these people will stand in these poses for like 10 seconds on end in the middle of a fight explaining things. And it's like, you can't do this, IRL. I've yeah. tried. The dude, the best things about these JoJo's fights, like, I don't even look forward to like the combat, like when they clash. I look forward to like, what is this guy going to say? And how is this other guy going to react to it? It's, like, it's all head games with JoJo's yeah. too. And what kind of what kind of pose is he going to do when he says it? <laughs> you can tell a lot about a character based off their pose alone. Yeah, boy. Like look at look at Wonderwall from part 5. Or no, oh, I'm sorry, Oasis from part 5. The guy who would like sink everything under the ground. Oh, he was a freak monster. Exactly. He was like Voldo from Soul Calibur. You know what I'm talking Yo, about? I know exactly who you're talking about. Like the drill I hands. Never thought about that. And he before. could crab walk at you, and yeah. he'd be horribly. Yeah, it was like a, some Silent Hill monster. Yeah, I that guy was dope. Though. He was like a like a bondage dude, and it's funny because his partner was like super dommy. Yeah, like a really messed up doctor too, who would like kill patients for fun. It's one of my favorite JoJo's fights, Josuke and uh. Oh my goodness. Giorno, you mean? Giorno and Mista versus those two. Was Mista there for them? Yeah, when Giorno like and Mista they're they're holding on to each other in a very masculine no, heterosexual that's, way. That's white album. And he's pointing, he's helping him point his gun at him, and he like the seed or something like that. You know what I'm saying? No, that was white album. I think you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know. It was a helicopter in the scene. Oh. No, you're right. You're right. Chocolate and Seco. That's how bad. I. Know. Yep. Dude, I know my stuff sometimes. Part five. I, it's funny, too. I'm going to put myself like right out there and say it. Part five is like my least favorite part. It is one of my favorite parts. It's like my least favorite part. It's so, so good. But I read it back before when like the translations that we had were just dog shit. <laughs> they were some of the worst translations ever. It made Giorno come off like pompous and it was so hard to read. And uh, Kujo Joe tells me I should go back and reread it. Now that like the better translations are out, and I, I still don't care enough. I feel I you. got enough out of part five when I read it. Nurach is, is the best character. Bruno's Mama Goose. Giorno's a little yaoi love child who can do anything. I mean... It. That's all you need to know about part five. Oh, and King Crimson. Great band. That's it. <laughs> all you need to know about part five everybody jibo i'm like trying to think about like the anime that you like and i feel like the wild oh like... i i don't like anime <laughs> <laughs> i how have you guys not figured this out no <laughs> well i'm sorry what was your question i think the people know but you still have me fooled <laughs> what was your question a lot of your favorite jams are showing any yeah, yeah. attack on titan uh sword Art online uh, dragon like ball that. yeah i like that like the Promise blood, Neverland. The blood, the fighting, the action, you know. I'm very stereotypical when it comes to my anime. It's something I've learned. Yeah, you like the Michael Bay movies. Yeah, pretty much, and it's disgusting. Nah, no, dude. No, I like stories. I like I like good stories. Long-running like shit. Online? Yeah. We like long-running shit, dude. Yeah, there, we like there, Sword Art, There pig. are many <laughs> reasons why I like Sword Art. I know it's a shitty anime. 
but I fell in love with it. It was my first isekai. It's not yeah. shitty. It's just, you know, it's easy to jump on the fucking Sword Art Ain't Good train. Oh, it totally is. That's but why I do it. It's just easy and fun. It was a, mon- it was a pivotal jam, bro. It was my first isekai. It busted Listen, open the door So was isekai. Ghost Stories, but y'all seem to find a way to talk shit about that. Yeah, none of us saw it. I was the only one that knew about it. So funny. I've seen clips of it. Some, like, meme shit. It was a meme in on its own. Yeah, but you're a meme. It makes sense. I am on Creatures of Seaside. <laughs> this is a known fact. I refer to myself as a creature freak. I'm a more of a people of Walmart kind of guy. People of Walmart, Damn. huh? Damn. All yeah. right. It's like the, the weird and disgusting people you see at Walmart. You take pictures of them and you put them on the internet for all the people to see. Damn. Yeah. There's not yeah, a lot of integrity in that. Yeah, no, I'm on that website. There are multiple pictures of No, you're not. Stop it. <laughs> no, he's like sitting in the clothes rack, so like peeping out. I'm just in the background. We're beautiful, masculine, and fabulous. Just so everybody knows. Yes. But, I mean, shizzle, dude. I, I think I have to check out my lesbian experience with loneliness. Yo, now. I definitely want Honestly, to Honestly, I never heard of that before. I mean, it's a Jose. So, like, it's not a shoujo. It's, like, a mature shoujo, so. Okay. Might be worth. You mean, like, the only Maha shoujo to watch? What's that? Madoka Magica. Ah. Uh, that's... That's another little jam we could do if we want to, like, want to do more of these, like, sub-genre topics. Talk Cause... about Magical Girls for a freaking episode. I don't want to talk about Magical Girls. I know. Like, I don't know if I'm... I can sit through any more, a lot more Magical Girls. I watched Madoka, and I was like, whoa, this is really cool. I wonder if this whole thing's like this. And I was just some overly cool, angsty teenage boy. So I sat back and watched Sailor Moon for a little bit. And I gave Cardcaptor Sakura a good ch- a good chance, too. And you know what? They fucking suck. It's, and now They're we know it's for a reason. For like me. the scientific method behind writing those, like mm-hmm. the techniques, and and you know they weren't they were targeting someone else. However, I am gonna say though that even though Madoka really like subverts your expectations, it's still a magical girl anime. At mm-hmm. the end of everything, they hit the same notes. That that goes to say that like you know don't judge a genre by its cover. I mean, yeah. there's probably something in any one of these genres that could possibly become your favorite anime. You know, like Madoka Magica being a fine example. Yeah. That being said, you know, if you stuck around this long, you deserve to know that we have a banger Madoka Magica project coming up in the future. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So, I don't know. Should we should we end it? Have a nice I mean, little cute short I one? I don't really have much else to say. I feel like we covered the shonen topic pretty well. Yeah, it's Saturday night. We still got to go out and, you know, like, you know, party and, like, you know, Go back Flex. to my basement and like <laughs> coil up underneath seventeen blankets and continue watching B stars. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Y'all join. Hey, me. hey, I want to be a B star. Yeah. I, I don't want to get into this Nickelback conversation until we do the B star <laughs> episode. Fair. I got stuff to say. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I have theories. Oh man, y'all gonna be really pissed when I have my dad come in and play that song on guitar and I make my whole weird Al cover. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to do that with Sefzimo. That's another one you guys can know we're going to do soon. Mike eking me on drums. Fast money. Ooh, the fast, fast money, money on the drums. Slaughter that electric drum the station. The drunk drummer. The drunk drummer. On the call, electric drum set. They call him Double D. <laughs> but yeah, boys. Thanks for sticking around, y'all. I hope we, we, we all learned something together.
Yeah, I appreciate all you truly, but don't tell anyone I said that. Yeah. Gotta keep my male sundere act up. Shoot, dude. So, uh, I mean, shit, anime school session is over. You're all free to leave. Uh, Jibo, cue the bell. Ring. Hey, yo. That's that time to lick you again. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, what kind of bell do we have in the anime school. <laughs> that would be the bell. Oh, yeah. No, it'd be the cackling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can end this now. We don't gotta get free, so I'll see you next time. Peace out.